Hello guys, welcome back to the DT Wave podcast episode 9, joined with your girl Miss Shelly Sharma and Liba Baig. Um, today's podcast is really special because we get to speak about mental health, especially during a time where everyone's struggling with mental health, which is the beautiful lockdown. So <laughs> we've had on two special guests, so I want to let them introduce themselves. So we'll start off first with Shazia. Hi, my name is Shazia, of course. <laughs> I'm a mental health <laughs> advocate and uh, first aider. I'm currently building a foundation around mental health awareness. So I create my own illustrations and I um, share self-help tips and resources to help individuals on their healing journeys and to, prom- to promote mental health awareness, ending the stigmas and just learning about yourself and moving past any traumas and ex- life experiences hi, man. hi how are you how are you how I'm have you good. been i'm good i've been actually good during this lockdown so obviously my name's emin i'm just a student at the moment at university and um well i'll be talking about mental health today because of the constant battle i've had with mental health during like a very long time since i was really really young so i just thought coming on here is the perfect opportunity for me to share it all no, we love to see. We love to Thank see. Thank you so much. Thank you Thank so you. much. <laughs> so without further ado, we'll get straight into it, guys. So the first thing we kind of wanted to do, touch on is what the hell even is mental health? What is it? What is, like, what is it? <laughs> Let me know because I don't know, you know. So we'll ask what your guys, what you guys perceive mental health to be. And then we'll see the dictionary definition and see what it's saying. So Shazia, do you want to go first? And Okay. Mental health is a positive positive state of well-being. So there's an absence of mental illness. So an individual's psychological well-being is as high as there is in a complete state of physical, social and mental well-being. So one is able to realise their own abilities and able to survive or manage sadness, pain or disappointment. So if you're in good mental health, you're able to cope with life's challenges, like make the most of the potential of life and being emotionally and spiritually connected. So being in a good state of mental health allows you to think, feel and live your life the way you want to. When your mental health state doesn't always stay the same, so it changes depending on the circumstances you're going through and the life experiences. You may find it that you're emotionally and mentally tired, you're constantly thinking and feeling difficult situations or you're unable unable or struggling to cope. So your mental health is just as, as important as your physical health. That is absolutely true. Love I completely that. agree and with that. And Emin, um, what about you? How would you define mental health? Um, when we say mental health, I personally associate that with like my emotions, how I feel mentally rather than, you know, like I have a broken <laughs> leg and it's physical pain. It's more about more internal things and how I'm feeling and the things that I'm going through and how that affects me as a person. So that's what I like. That's what I would put together with mental no, I health. I like that. I like that. Okay, so the dictionary, the Oxford Dictionary definition of mental health is a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. So in conclusion, their definition is is pretty (laughs) compared to our guests. So good try, Oxford Dictionary, but better luck next time. So I guess like the bottom line of it is that everyone's gone through it. Like I'm sure you guys can agree from the first Mm. lockdown to the third lockdown, like everyone has experienced it differently like some people are doing better now some do some people are doing way worse now um I mean how I've coped with it I guess is just finding new hobbies and just writing reading etc um 
like I said, everyone's yeah. dealing with it differently. Some people probably aren't even dealing with it because they just don't know how to. But that was that was it for me. Emin, how how have you been dealing with lockdown? How have you coped? Well, to begin with, I think it was much of a struggle. Well, to be fair, when the first lockdown happened, I feel like everyone was excited. We never knew how it would, it would affect us. And we're just kind of excited for this new change. Oh, yeah, we need to stay home. I don't want to work. But now I just feel like work was my like sanity like I used to work and that's what I've known since I was 16 Mm -hmm. so for me to not work I was just I didn't know what to do with my life I basically had a mental breakdown I thought I was pathetic I had nothing to do I wasn't good for anything and like I've always struggled with my education since I was in high school secondary school (laughs) whatever Um, I've always struggled with it so now that I wasn't working I yeah I collapsed but um I've been okay because I have been putting my kind of I'm putting myself into things that make me happy. Yeah. So at the moment, my car is making me happy. I can't lie. Making Aww. money and my car makes me happy. And I've got a private plate and stuff. And that Mashallah, your cool. car is gorgeous. I saw it the other day on your store. It's going to pop up. And I was like, oh, wow, baddie, you're right. Yeah, not trying to flex or anything. No, flex, really. You work <laughs> hard for that shit, bro. Hard and that's what makes me happy, you know. That's something that's keeping me sane. Like going out for drives on my own. Um, guys, you need to do that. Just scream at the top of your lungs, Absolutely. driving the Absolutely. best therapy no, but yeah that's about it to be honest and now I do have a job I just feel like it's important to get out and about 100%. Absolutely. locked up in your room oh my god I was going insane I started to withdraw myself from people yeah and that was like a sign that I was going back to a deep hole that I once came back from yeah that's understandable so, yeah. That's what about you Shazia how did you find lockdown personally to be honest for me it's been a roller coaster um for myself I've been suffering with mental health issues for quite some years now and I've not really been the social type of person over the last few years so I never actually go out of my house so for me it wasn't really something new if that makes sense but once Mm -hmm. the lockdown came into place it was like now that I couldn't go out now that they're telling me no you can't go out now I'm like no but now I want to go out now (laughs) (laughs) there's like the opposite for me and I feel like for me it it, it's been very positive and also negative because when you you know a lot of you know when you are dealing with a mental health illness it is like a roller coaster ride you're up and you're down you have little triggers you know that set you off so for me it's been positive in a way because I've been able to build what I am building right now with the mental health side of things which is yeah. good and yeah I think it's it's you know it's a great opportunity for us to all learn and to really be mindful of where we are right now and to just be grateful for everything that we have. Absolutely. No, I yeah. It's a massive that. learning curve. No, I completely I really agree. agree with that. That's like, I, for me personally, my um, lockdown journey was, I think when it first happened, I literally broke down. Like I couldn't handle it. I could not handle it. I think I stayed in bed for weeks on end. Like I was at work and stuff, but I used to work on my bed. Like I didn't used to eat. Like it was crazy. Like I hated it because I'm the type of person I will be out constantly. Like my mom, my parents always have a go at me. They're like, you treat this house like a hotel. Yeah, I do. Oh God, um, I get that line. <laughs> no, genuinely, I just go there to sleep. That's it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and um just generally as well like in my personal life there was a lot of stuff going on as well in a sense that it was just almost like I was at like, my breaking point mm. and I think I did completely break down 
but like Shazia said it's literally been a journey in the sense that you've just had such highs and lows during this time it's just about pick, picking yourself up mm. every single time and it doesn't matter how many times you fall it literally just matters how many times you get, get back, back up, up. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean I think that like um also this lockdown has given us all like everyone from every age an opportunity to actually reflect on our mental health I feel yeah. like it's been a best thing in disguise because I don't think some people like realize that you know they need to take care of themselves until this whole pandemic happened and they realized mm. that for example they're struggling to get their thoughts together or they feel down but they don't know why they feel down or you know yeah. they're just confused and I feel like it, it was an opportunity for for everyone to sit down with themselves reflect with themselves and sort of learn and like appreciate themselves a little bit more although it's been such a it's been such a crazy roller coaster but I think for some for the most of us like it's been such a like education experience for, like within An ourselves eye-opening, yeah. Yeah. now we kind of want to get into our guests specifically because we obviously had them on for a reason we're not here to just have a good time first what? I just wanted to speak to a bit um to Shazia and about you know who you are what you do you know Tell us about where your kind of journey started as a mental health professional. Okay, um, so I've had anxiety and depression for about seven years now, but I've actually had other mental health illnesses since I was a teenager and I'm 27 now. So I've had it for quite a long time. And over the years, I've gone through many uh, traumas and experiences and which shaped me to be the person I am today. And going through all these experiences and issues just brought me closer to wanting to help others so I actually went to university and I studied counseling and psychotherapy but this is a point in my life where my mental health just completely deteriorated to the point where I wasn't be able to continue with this profession anymore because of you know when you counsel when you're on the opposite end now you're the counsellor and you've got your client sometimes very difficult to sit with them because sometimes their things resonate with your things and that can bring up a lot of stuff for you and I was really struggling with myself and I thought to myself I can't do this because I've still got so much in me that I haven't dealt with myself so once I finished university I decided to carry on with my mental health work so I've building a foundation to promote mental health awareness, working with other organisations, like I mentioned before, creating illustrations and sharing resources and self-help tools for everyone to access to help them on their journeys and helping them with their mental health. And just noticing about what mental health is, like you mentioned, you know, when in the lockdown you've been made to sit with your thoughts like you've been forced to sit with your thoughts so you have to sit there and you have to think about all these things that you may have gone through as a child or growing up with your parents and and when you're actually in that moment they say it's the hardest part of your journey is sitting in that time and actually reflecting on all these things because it brings up so many emotions and feelings for you but you know as well it's so positive because at the end of it it's you you've become so much further ahead because you've dealt with everything that you've gone through so I know in a way it's been so difficult for many of us to deal with mental health over mental health illnesses over the lockdown but in a way many people are now able to recognize things that they went through as a child and get past those traumas so for me I just want to help make a difference in this world and 
I know how it is to go through a mental health illness and I just want to make a change and be the voice and make make a difference and spread the awareness. I really oh love that. Really and it is same, that. you will get there, man. Literally, you're doing so well. I really honestly. like your journey as well, how, like, you went into this profession and how you realised that, you know, you're not completely past your traumas and that as well as wanting to help other people, you need to make sure that you're helping yourself. Uh, Yeah, no, I really like that. It's like that thing in it, you have to prioritise yourself because no one else will. Yeah, 100%. How do you think that mental health and mindset link together? I think mindset is very... How do I word (laughs) the correct way? Mindset is so important. So obviously, if you're brought up in a negative environment and you're always told you can't do this or you know for example boys can't cry or you know building once you've got that in your head you build that negative mindset and that puts you down your your self-esteem is lowered you don't think you're capable of doing anything and then that affects your mental health because you're not able to reach your full potential if that makes sense yeah so self-esteem is an individual's overall sense of self-worth and the values and beliefs so your self-esteem can affect whether you recognize strengths and weaknesses believe or believe you deserve good things so happiness showing yourself kindness moving on from past mistakes or valuing yourself to be able to make decisions in life so taking time for yourself and trying new things self-esteem is so important because it can influence our decisions and the choices that we make by high by having a high self-esteem this allows us to be able to work on our goals purposes visions and values um you don't need to adapt your values views and behaviors to meet other people's expectations whether you decide is for you how much we love and appreciate ourselves can really affect this absolutely i completely agree with that it's like how much you it's like almost like how much you rate yourself mm. is how much you'll let other people rate you as well, if that makes sense. Like you'll take whatever you think you deserve. And that's what affects the mindset because once you've got that negative critical thinking in your head, you you really lower your self-esteem because you think you're not capable of reaching your full potential. Absolutely. No, I completely agree with that. Yeah. The effects of lockdown obviously varied for everyone. Um, so the what I want to ask you, Shazia, is how can people nurture their own mental health? Like, as a professional, what do you think is the way forward? I think it's such a difficult time for everybody. And I know for myself, dealing with my own mental health issues, you can't just say to somebody, get yourself a calendar, and write down all your goals and your to-do lists and put you know make yourself a timetable as easy it's easier said than done you can tell people you know go for a walk at 10 o'clock and then go eat your lunch at 12 o'clock you know follow a routine it doesn't work like that unfortunately when you are struggling with a mental health illness because it's so difficult sometimes to keep on track and the best thing I can advise for people is just to be patient and take it one step at a time don't you know don't Um, hate on yourself or feel guilty that you haven't been able to achieve something or not be able to you know carry something out you know everybody's journey is different lockdown for everyone is something new we've we've never been through this before you know our generation and we have to just learn and adapt through it and we just have to take what we have I know it's not very easy with a lot of things being closed and you know I know a lot of people use things other coping mechanisms like gyms and 
meeting socially and stuff like that. But I would say take it one step at a time. Block out that negativity. So sometimes too much social media, watching what's going on Absolutely. on the news, that can really impact our mental health because we're watching so much what's going on online. We're forgetting to take care of ourselves. And sometimes you could be on the phone for hours scrolling through Instagram, yeah. Facebook, and reading all these things. And then once those thoughts are in your head, that's it. You that's how your energy goes. Your energy lowers. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And you know what I was thinking the other day? I was actually thinking, I was like, I need to stop pe- following people who are so much older than me because I'll follow them because obviously the life looks so cool and stuff. And then I sit there and I'm like, oh my God, why haven't I reached that goal yet? Or why haven't I done that yet? And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not even there yet. I'm not even where they are. It's so much more different to where I am. But because social media is such a blanket, it just makes you compare to stuff you'd never even compare to if you weren't even on there, if that makes yeah. sense. I, when I the, the, when the lockdown first started, I had a whole clear out on my Instagram and I just deleted every negative person on there. People who shared things that I didn't resonate with. I just took them out and I started following more. I would suggest you no know, follow pages who are, you know, there's so many psychotherapists now on Instagram sharing their inf- knowledge and information to help you. And it's free to make yes. use of these things. Like on, I know sometimes... Social media can be a negative impact, you know, on the mental health, but it's also a positive impact because there's so much knowledge and awareness now that people are sharing, which is so accessible for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. So where do you where do you want to see yourself going with this journey of yours? Where do you want to be? What are your goals? I want to continue with what I'm doing with my illustrations and sharing my um, tools and resources. So what are your illustrations? I mean, you've mentioned it a couple of times, but you're withholding. I don't know why. You know? I can't really show you without, you know, you have to go and check my Instagram page, share mental kindness. But it's, it's so what I do is, uh, for example, I'll share, it's just drawings that I do because I, I love art. So I, I use my artwork to share knowledge and awareness around mental health so for example I could put information about mental health and I just draw doodles and images that just resonate with me what I feel it's nothing special (laughs) no it is very special trust me so you're saying that but someone will see that and obviously take quite a lot from that yeah so I just want to continue with that and you know be the voice of mental health and hopefully one day to be able to work across schools in the UK and maybe abroad and just promote mental health awareness and talk to people and let people know you're not alone. We're all in this together. Absolutely. That is really, really cool. And I think I'm really excited to see where this goes for you because I think it's so necessary. And one major thing that I really mm. like about you is obviously that you are a person of colour, that, you know, you're not... Yes. I mean, when it comes to um, mental health, I think there's so much stigma in mm. um, ethnic backgrounds, particularly because Definitely. we've been... Do you know what I mean? I completely like. I I really believe like there's such a lack in um, you know, people of color, people with like with background with from different countries that speak about mental health because it is such a big stigma in our communities. I think um, Shazia, where are you from ethnically? Indian, but my parents are from Malawi, so Africa. So yeah, exactly. Like I feel like I, I feel like we can relate in that sense that it's not really spoken about, and when it is, it's not spoken about like it's something serious. I th- I think it's the whole thing. No, I think it's the whole. Sorry, no, I think it's the whole thing where like how they've been growing up, mm. <laughs> how they've been growing up. It's like if we say that we want help or we wanna we wanna speak to someone about our mental health. I think it's the whole thing where 
they can't accept it. Mm-hmm. That's why it's seen like it can't be accepted in our culture. If that makes sense. Like it's yeah. it's the whole realization how like it's okay to speak to someone, but they feel like you know we're not yeah. built like this. We don't need we don't need to speak to someone about how we feel. Yeah. Like it's not an issue kind of thing. But I feel like that whole like like you said that whole stigma needs to be changed exactly and there's so many so so many things in that like you know things like what are people gonna say this that the other like that 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 mindset needs to go it needs to go the thing is i feel like is that they talk for a lot of people um they're obviously first generation here or second generation here so their parents had to struggle quite a lot to build where they are right now so for them for us to then turn around and be like oh you know i'm not doing well mentally it doesn't it doesn't register in their mind because we have food we have you know a roof over our head we have good education we have the clothes everything Mm. so why do you feel like you don't have it like you you're not there when you have everything technically and this is the reason why we need to be the voice like you said in this in our community and our culture and religion to talk about these things to because there's so many people behind closed doors who are so scared, worried and afraid to open up and speak about these things because of what their family may say to them or how they may take it. And like you said, you know, growing up with my mental health illness, I had a mental health illness since I was a teenager and my parents never even recognised I had a mental health illness. I was having chest pains, I wasn't even going to school and I had an eating disorder and they never even picked up on that. Like, because they didn't have that knowledge and awareness that they weren't taught that from their parents. So how are they going to understand me or be able to teach me if they don't have that knowledge themselves? I completely agree. And it's also about the mental capacity. I mean, so many of our parents struggle with mental health and they don't even realise it. So how can they take on Mm. what we have when they haven't even dealt with their own as well? So it's quite quite a um, uh, obviously sensitive topic in that sense. Like, it's there's quite a lot to unfold in that. But I think what you're, the work you're doing mm. is honestly amazing and definitely needed. So we all appreciate what you're doing. So thank you. We love it. Thank you. Honestly. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Emin, uh, let's talk to you about mental health, uh, your journey, where you were and where you are now. Okay. Um, before I quickly touch up on that, I just want to say how much I admire Shazia because after all that trauma and battling with mental health you still turned it into something positive you know because when I was going through it which I will literally touch upon now um I was so close Mm. to falling off so close to being on a different route and I wouldn't be here like where I am right now so um when I was 13 Mm. my dad was diagnosed with cancer Mm. and before that I was I was amazing. I was living the best life. You know, I was spoiled, I'd say. I was a daddy's little girl and I got everything I wanted. So I didn't even know what mental health was. And I feel like that is how it should be for most kids. And it's unfortunate that it's not. Like, we shouldn't know that kids are suffering through this kind of stuff because they should be happy. They should be going through their lives. But from 13, um, yeah, when my dad got diagnosed with cancer, I um, kind of fell off. I became that typical naughty child and, you know, I would you know just bunk school I wouldn't go to school I would just do all the wrong things on the <laughs> teachers I think at one point I threw a bin at a teacher and I don't you know threw a I bin at a teacher yeah I did I had really a really really bad temper but I feel like that's all came from when I found out about my dad and I was just like oh you yeah, know what yeah. f cancer and all this and I'm yeah. not gonna live by because the I think your world kind of turns upside down <laughs> and so I you just think what's that? the point anymore yeah that makes sense it does. It does. literally and I was the youngest child as well so like especially at that young age you don't really yeah. understand it by the age of yeah by when I was 
just about to turn 14 my dad actually passed away from cancer and I don't have any brothers and you know or anything like that it's all girls just us and my mum so when my dad passed away um my family cut from me realistically speaking um it's mm-hmm. happened I don't really speak to my family like that and we didn't have any help we went from living to, like in a full bedroom house with en suite yeah. to you know struggling we don't know where to live anymore and it was he was huge I barely knew of it my sisters knew because obviously they're older than me and I've only like discovered it a couple years back that's what we were truly going through I never knew how close we were to not being living in a house you know and it's a scary thought so when um I started going through my teenage years I I was you know I didn't pay attention to my education I struggled with it a lot I would I would never study for my I never studied for my GCSE realistically and at one point I was considered the most smartest girl in the family but then I didn't study for my GCSEs and I won't do any of it I just didn't want it all I kind of gave mm. up on life and that's how like my mental health journey started so well done Emmy by the way guys even though I didn't <laughs> study it. I did Love get decent grades I got some B's and C's in there so I was proud of that but um I um didn't want to do my education I just wasn't with it I actually dropped out of education by the time I was 16 but that was also due to the fact that I fell out with a lot of my friends to a point where I didn't really have anybody so I dropped out of education and I went to work full-time from 16 which is why you know this lockdown was difficult for me because I'm used to working I've worked non-stop since I was 16 and that was my gateway if you must like that was me and um when I did lose out on my friends and you know all of this and that and I had nobody I didn't go to therapy and I was embarrassed you know I would never ever speak about my feelings to anyone I couldn't speak to my own family about it who like you know I didn't even accept my father's death like I wasn't speaking to anyone about it I didn't want to all I had was anger and if anyone said something to me like I would kick off like I was a cocky little child and everyone was like, oh, she thinks she's all that. But realistically, I don't think I'm all that. It's because I was going through it. If someone says something to me, it's just like, bad day. But every day was a bad day. So um, I eventually um, just, I don't know, I just accepted it, to be honest. I think I eventually did turn myself to makeup, which is crazy. But I did. I started doing makeup and that was like, I would do it every single day, every single day, during the night, during the day, I'd be doing makeup and like just yeah. doing that because that's something that did make me happy. So I was doing these crazy wild like green eyeshadows and everyone was commenting like, oh wow, you're so amazing. <laughs> but I know they're lying. Bro, it's really right honestly, now, speaking like, oh, what, <laughs> my God. If we, if we commented <laughs> those things, it's probably because we were all doing the same sort of thing. So we probably did, it probably was really good at the time. It was probably amazing. But now we all look back. <laughs> Oh, well, I hope so. I'm, when I look back, I've got old pictures. I look like a clown. I was like, oh my God, I like bright red hair. And I was just mm. that typical rebellious child, right? So, um, yeah, I did struggle a bit. And um, I was in and out of education because I did try to pursue my education because it is where I wanted to be realistically. I want to be a lawyer. So I, um, I'm i 21. I'm 20 now. I'm turning 21. And I'm only in my first year of university. Yeah, absolutely. But for me, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I never thought I would have made it. I never ever thought I would have made it. should be proud of yourself. So I did. I really am. So, you know, when I first found out that I, I went imagine. to university, I, physic- I cried. Aww. I cried to myself because I couldn't believe it. You know, going from, you know, 13, 14, I was barely in school. Right. I would barely go to school. I'd wake up in the morning and be like, no, I'm not going to school today. I'm not going to school today. I've yeah. got a bad feeling. That was mm. just my anxiety. 
I've got a bad feeling I'm not going I'm not going but you know what I'm glad I did kind of do I don't regret it because one of those days was I woke up and I was like I'm not going to school today and my mom was like shouting at me she's like going to school you're gonna get a fine I was like no I'm not going I don't care going up to my Aww. room and that was the same day my dad passed away in my mm. house Aww. and I was home for it yeah I was home for it and I thought I'm glad I had these bad <laughs> habits because I would have hated, like, my sister was actually, only one of my sisters was in school the day that my dad passed, yeah. and she had to make that walk home, you know? And we gave a call to the school, and we said to her, look, don't tell her what's happened, but my dad's passed away, and she needs to come home, but don't tell her, because she has to walk home, because yeah. we didn't live too far from Hazelwick School, and that's where she went. But you know what? You know it. You just know it. Why am I coming home all of a sudden? We, we know why you're not coming home, right? So she had to make that walk home, and I just think, like, I went to Thomas Benning, mm. which was quite far, because I lived in Pound Hill at the time. Three Bridges Pound Hill. So to think if I made that journey yeah. home, I wouldn't have made it home. No way would I have made that home. So I'm glad. But now I've made it to university, it's just crazy. Even my sisters were like looking at me yeah. and it was just like, you know what, like you've done it. And to some people that's a norm. But if you don't know their background, to some yeah. people that's just mm. an amazing achievement. And which is why, like, you know how I say that I'm really happy I've got my car and I'm happy I've got money and I'm making this and I'm I've got a job. It's because from 13 looking at my mum and dad I've always said to my mum you know what mum when I'm of age when I'm able to I'm gonna work for you and that was my mentality from young Mm -hmm. when I turned 16 I will work for you and that was my mentality so when I started working from 16 I did not take I didn't take a wage I didn't take a salary or whatever I gave it all to my mum because that's what I was working for you know so when I do see things like I've got a car and I've, I've got a job it's major to me because yeah. one I've never bought anything for myself now mm. look at me yeah and I've got a job I can take care of my mom I'm so sorry to hear my mum was also diagnosed with cancer so oh my god yeah I hope she's doing okay alhamdulillah she's good now yeah it was just before lockdown as well so we're quite lucky that we did you know find it just before lockdown otherwise it would have been such a mess with the hospitals going on right now everyone's getting infections or accidentally getting yeah. COVID when they're uh, like terminally ill it's just crazy so we caught it early but that was a knockback so when I look at my life I just feel like I'm so grateful and thankful for having Mm. little little things you know like right now living in a house it's only a three-bedroom house and I have a box room but at least I've got one you know and can I just say that like um, we talk a lot about like channeling how we feel into like something positive Mm. something that makes us happy and the fact that you were able to channel like all these feelings like that you've had from a young age into like let's say makeup that yeah. like, even though like yeah. it's makeup but like it's something that helped you almost control how you feel like you said in the middle of the night like 100%. in the morning so you were able to kind of channel that into something that made you feel like wow like I, I look great or yeah. like oh this looks sick do you know what I mean literally yeah I would it was I was very expressive with my makeup realistically like I wear a pink eyeshadow. You can tell that I'm cute and girly today. And then the smoky eye, you just yeah, she's yeah. not happy today. Just leave her alone, you know? I was very expressive with my makeup. And my family did see that through me. And, you know, I think no one ever said anything to me about my makeup was because um, they know how much it was, like, important to me. I actually received my mm. first eyeshadow palette just after my dad passed. So it was, like, the perfect timing for me. That's what I got into because of it. So makeup was a huge way for me like even during lockdown I did I did um start up my own taste of my face of course it was called what was it called I served the face face taste of my face that's it taste of my face it was a taste of my face or whatever and um it was great yeah I got into university and I thought (laughs) yeah yeah, absolutely I've got something better (laughs) I want to be a lawyer so um 
I did stop that. But like now I'm on public on Instagram. I think I'll go through that phase again, which yeah. I get often where I just fall off the map. And that's just my little outburst of my like, oh, I hate life. Like, I don't want to be here and I don't want anyone <laughs> to know me. I'll deactivate soon enough. But it's just an on and off cycle with me. But this lockdown, which is why I think like lockdown did benefit me in a way because, you know, I did have struggles yeah. with my education where like I was not attending. Yeah. So you know how everything's online yeah. now? Yeah. So I just feel like that was so much easier for mm-hmm. me to ease myself back into education, yeah. you know? I like that. So in a way, I feel like loads of people were complaining about it being online and stuff. And to a certain extent, I do agree because why are we paying so much for university exactly. when Absolutely. we aren't mm-hmm. getting half of it, you know? But in a way, I'm just kind of like glad I can just wake up from my bed and not have like the whole anxiety the night before. Oh my God, I have to face people yeah. and I'm going to cry if I have to step out of my house. Yeah. So I just feel like it's so much easier to access my education. Yeah. And that way I'm kind of easing myself yeah. in. Hundred. I just feel like it was a huge blessing in disguise for me. Absolutely. I mean, like, I, feel I, like yeah, I, I feel like you've touched upon um, some of what I'm going to ask you next. But I was going to speak to you about the importance of mental health and also the signs of it. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a point when you realise, oh shit, like I need to, I need to stop for a second and think about my mental health? Yeah, I feel like... I was really angry at like a point in my life I was very angry so I was shouting at everyone and everyone said I have have a bad attitude but I just thought that that was normal Mm. like oh yeah I'm going through the age but it wasn't until like I kind of um withdrew myself from my family yeah you know they were all I had realistically and Mm. and they're the only people I'm arguing with and I, was, I just had to sit back for a while and I was thinking, what the hell am I doing? Like, I have amazing sisters. I've got an amazing, yeah. strong mum. Oh. Why am I arguing with these lot? Yeah. You know, what, what is going on with me? So I think that's when I started spiralling. So I went through anger and that's when I went through, like, depression. And I started crying yeah. and feeling very hopeless. And um, that's when, like, I did start, like, jumping in and out of education as well. And I've had a lot of jobs in like my life but that's not because oh I want the experience like I say on my CV it's because I can't stick to somewhere I can't I feel like I feel really trapped and that's when I was like there's something wrong with me and I think I I didn't go to therapy even though it was offered to me because I was a bit embarrassed about it but I I eventually spoke to my sister one of my sisters she's very (laughs) very wise guys she's a great sister and I spoke to her and she oh god I don't know where I'd be without her she really pulled me through you know I couldn't speak to my mum about these kind of things because I didn't want to upset her and make her more ill so it's kind of hard to speak to your parents you know so when I spoke to my sister about it she goes you're battling with something like this is not normal and I was like oh it's not normal so I'm not just a damaged kid like there's something wrong with me she goes yeah you're you're going through something Mm. and you need to start facing it because, you know, I, I don't like new things and I tend to run away. I'm a Taurus, guys. Not that I'm into the Zodiac stuff, but I'm a Taurus and that's who we are, like, a bit feisty and we don't like this kind of stuff. So when I spoke to my sister about it, she kind of helped mm-hmm. me come to terms with what I was going through. So the signs that I went through was obviously the anger, withdrawing from my family, kind of staying in bed with everyone, yeah. calling me lazy, but it's not lazy. Yeah. You're yeah, not absolutely. lazy, you just don't want to deal with life there's a fine line between lazy and you know feeling like you don't want to get up and do what you want to do because there's just no use of it yeah no I like that so when I explained that to my sister I think she helped me understand because I didn't know what I was going through I wasn't taught this we're not taught this in school Mm. we're not taught this anywhere you know how are you meant to know and especially like you know what Shazia was saying and Libel was saying like our parents 
don't really know oh and Shelly obviously touched <laughs> up on that as well like our parents weren't yeah. grown up with that so they don't mm. know that kind of stuff either so it is brushed off like oh there's nothing wrong go with to, you just shut up just like, praying yeah oh, bro, I'm oh my god just pray and go to sleep like I get God is the answer and I do what pray and mm. is amazing but exactly. there's so much exactly. more that needs to be done than that you know 100% yeah i think there's layers there's layers like when it comes to god that's a spirituality thing like Mm -hmm. that's yeah yeah, Mm. it is to do with mental health but that's not all of it that's a spirituality that's like another level do you know what i mean yeah yeah Mm -hmm. exactly like you can ask for guidance Mm. in that way right yeah but what like who's gonna help you walk though who's gonna make you walk your own legs right so it's got you gotta do something Mm. personally you gotta help yourself in in assistance of god of course because I'm a Muslim, so I do believe in God. But, um, yeah, so the signs, yeah, I feel like, you know, when you feel like you're withdrawn from people and you're, like, kind of angry and aggy and you don't want to talk to anybody or, like, people are calling you lazy, but you just know that you're not lazy. It just makes you cry because you're not lazy. You just don't want to do it because why would you, right? Those are major, major signs. And I have one more question for you. So how um, how can we all try and stay on top of our mental health during this whole pandemic during this lockdown like how can we try try and like get like if we if we feel like we need help like how can we try and just get out there and help ourselves yeah I feel like we are really really limited because of the whole lockdown situation but I think it was Liber or Shelly I think you made this TikTok and it was about yes 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 yeah that was me yeah oh my good I couldn't agree more you start with cleaning your own room because when you're living clean your mind starts to kind of you know fix itself and like organize itself as well you 100%. know you're organizing the room like you know physically but mentally you're starting to organize yourself as well it's kind of like a little tick list you're just like yes I've got that you know that's so now crazy you've said that like you clean. don't really realize how many people that's resonate with the stuff that you post or the you know you might be posting mm-hmm. it for yourself like Shelly when Shelly posted that I remember she yeah. posted it for herself because she was doing that and little did Literally, she know, did. Yeah, yeah, no, honestly, we, I was like, going through it. And little did you know that it was going to touch so many people. And I was actually going to touch on cleanliness. Like, I don't think people understand yeah. how much of a big thing cleanliness is to do with mental health. Like, I know mm. so many people who like, I know this sounds disgusting. Can't someone tweeted about this the other day as well, about how this girl basically hadn't brushed her hair. I think she hadn't showered for a couple of weeks because she was so mentally ill and she didn't realise. And yeah. I remember everyone was like, ew, that's so disgusting. But that's the, that's the ugly side of it yeah. is exactly that's the ugly that's side the of mental reality health. of it yeah it is i remember when i was obviously reality, going through yeah. it at the beginning of lockdown i had not brushed my hair for so long and i was on facetime to shelly and i was like shelly we're gonna brush my hair that's what we're yeah. gonna do you know what we sat no, there for like half an so hour we sat there so for long. half an hour it was so yeah. but when she finished it i was like oh my god like, yeah literally like, like i literally and i'm not joking like, so much hair had fallen out yeah. like because obviously I was stressing, I was doing yeah. this, I was doing that. Like, it was just so crazy. And it was like, you know, that's the side. And then when I remember I was seeing it on Twitter, people were like, oh, this girl's so disgusting. And I was like, yeah, so same then. I'm disgusting as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's so insensitive to say as well, you know. Exactly. Like, people need to understand this is the reality. It is. Like, people don't shower, people don't brush their hair. People literally sit in their room with piles of clothing on top of them because of how you know depressed and kind of withdrawn they are from life literally and like obviously I'm at uni right now and like there was a point when yeah. I was genuinely going through it and I felt like you know I wasn't doing my dishes like it, every everything yeah. was just like going on but when I realized okay 
just little one little thing like okay i've had dinner if i do my dishes now as soon as i finish that and wash my hands i feel like i've like achieved so much already but it's just washing my dishes do you get mm-hmm. what i mean and i just feel like it's those baby steps like okay if your room's a mess fine but like do one thing and at least fold yeah. like two pieces of clothes yeah, like, and feeling then... feeling good because you've done something good for yourself 100 and, and it does make all the no, difference it's actually well. very, it really very crazy and i, I yeah. honestly completely agree oh yeah yeah so like no one's gonna know what to do what to wear how to look and i yeah. think everyone needs to just be patient with other people and let them come out of this lockdown even though it opens yeah. on the 21st for some people it might even open later do you know what i mean like just let them yeah. feel comfortable coming back into this like society like don't rush someone's process yeah. do you know what i mean it's a bit crazy like you have to be aware everyone's situation is so different right now like yeah. so many people have lost people they've lost friends and family they probably yeah. won't want to come out because you know they've lost just lost their mum like they don't want to be out partying or doing stuff like you know what i mean it's yeah it's just that sort of thing so it's a bit crazy and obviously like Shelly said it's just about being patient with people it's just about understanding so um it's yeah. about being patient the pandemic's gonna leave a deep and 100%. lasting 100%. scar on the mental health of millions yeah, around this sure. world and I think it's I think it's very important that like when we do come out of this lockdown like everyone does really keep up this self-care that they've built for the past year on their mental health because for example if we now lose touch with our mental health because the world's opening again and we're distracted then what if something similar happens again like we've had the opportunity to cater for ourselves to find our own needs and we've had a whole year to do it yeah why are we gonna why are we gonna let go of it just because the world's open again you know like it doesn't is because yeah, everything's exactly. opening it's not gonna it shouldn't stop you from taking yeah. care of yourself in fact, and it should like encourage you to take care of yourself. We've learned so much and it's about how we can learn from each other now. That's yeah. the main thing. We've learned so much in this from ourselves. So it's about opening up the world and opening yeah. up the conversation as well. Like speaking to your friends, seeing how they are, you know, checking up on people. It's, it's you know, learn to check up on yourself, obviously, which we've been able to do. And now it's about how do you apply that in the real yeah. world, you know? Mm-hmm. So the last kind of thing we wanted to touch on is so how like, do you help yourself? How do you get over it or, you know, climb out of that hole that you're in, you know? So I've just got something I wanted to share with you guys. So I'm not sure if you guys know it's the five ways of well-being. So ev- evidence suggests that there's five ways in which you can pr- improve your mental health and well-being. So by following these steps, it can help an individual to become more positive and to get the best out of life. So I'll quickly run through them if that's okay. So one, connecting with others. It can provide a space for you to share your experiences and have emotional support with other people individuals to keeping active i know this obviously is sometimes very difficult for, for people dealing with a mental health illness but this will help an individual to improve the mental well-being by raising their self-esteem setting challenges and goals and becoming more motivated to achieve them by keeping active this can also make an effect on our emotional well-being and seeing positive changes in our mood mm-hmm. Three, learning new things like you have with your makeup. This can help keep you busy, can make you become more confident, Mm -hmm. raise your self-esteem, and it can also help you connect and engage with other people who use these same skills. Uh, Number four, giving, carrying out a small act of kindness towards someone else can improve your mental well-being by connecting with others. 
generate a positive feeling and a feel of sense of worthiness and honor giving back is so important just giving something even small even smiling to someone mm-hmm. who's walking past mm-hmm. you i know with masks but you can't tell when someone's <laughs> smiling because of the eyes i try so hard to yeah. smile at people and i'm like can they even see me <laughs> and yeah. five live in the moment notice everything yeah. that's going on <laughs> around you and within you listen to your thoughts and th- feelings and how your body feels take in the nature and the world around you relax your mind and become aware be mindful of your everyday life and enjoy and understand who you are and what works for you and how you can overcome challenges oh my god basically that has actually reminded me of a tiktok so i have been on self-help tiktok like the last four months <laughs> No, honestly, my For You page is honestly a whole transition. It is crazy. But the thing that you just said about living in the moment, Mm. I actually was watching this one video and it was about how the past is just your memory Mm. and the Mm -hmm. future is just is like it's, it's not real it's like what you think it's your imagination yeah. your future is your imagination you're imagining it to be a certain way you don't actually know what is going to happen mm-hmm. you don't you can't you actually can't plan anything mm-hmm. did we know that there was going to be a pandemic and the world was going to shut down no we didn't plan for that we didn't know that was going to be in our future the past is just our memories and the memories that we choose to remember so mm-hmm. much of our trauma makes us block out so many memories and it's about how you remember those memories you know yeah. sometimes you might remember it in a positive light and sometimes you might remember it in a negative light so focusing on those two things is actually pointless because they're all a figment of your imagination technically mm. the past and the, the past and the future is fake it's, it's all a concept it's an ideal so realistically we should just be living in the moment if we want to live life and that's what causes anxiety mm-hmm. and stress because when you're thinking so much in the past or thinking what's going to happen next, you're not living in that moment because you're stressing yourself out and you're giving yourself that anxiety. Okay, what's going to happen next? You know, what happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like the it's one the what question if, we always like, ask what if, is why. What if? Why did things happen this way? Mm-hmm. Why did this happen to me? blah 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 all these Mm. why questions the next time you have a why question the first thing you need to say is what instead of why change it to what what am i going to do next what is bothering me Mm. that is the first step you gotta accept it exactly yeah we fail to accept things in our life a lot so you're just like why i mean you feel sorry for yourself but you gotta accept it and try and move on with it find a solution to yourself exactly so shazia i really like those five points and i like the fact that you explained them but just mm. for an overview if you just say the first kind of thing for each five points so that obviously anyone listening uh so one connect with others two keeping active three learning new things four giving and five living in the moment perfect that is really cool Emin, what about you what do you think about um how to get out of it or what to do i think first of all definitely not bottling up your feelings Mm-hmm. um been there done that you will explode but I feel like you need to find someone you trust whether mm-hmm. it, if you go to therapy or it's a family member or a friend mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to speak to family I must say like it's a bit embarrassing and sometimes you feel like they won't understand mm-hmm. so finding someone and if you don't have people like that around you consider therapy yeah. it's not it's not something like oh I'm broken or something to be shied away from mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. helpful I think, yeah, the only issue is, you know, how expensive it can be or how to access it. Don't think people know how to do that at all. Yeah, there's no there's no actual yeah. way, you know, it's, a, it's all, you do it yourself kind of thing. You just, yeah. there's no one there to kind of point you in the right direction, which is quite unfortunate. The thing is with me, I 
personally find it very very hard to show emotion I can't cry mm-hmm. even like sometimes I'm so pathetic but I'll sit there and I'll just try and cry like I'm like I just need to get it out and yeah. I'm saying they're like forcing myself and I literally look like I'm constipated <laughs> but I'm just trying to cry and I can't do it so for me it was like I had this all this emotion <laughs> bottled up and I was like I needed an outlet and I remember the first painting I did and I just painted something and I never even I, I've always liked art but I never thought to like channel it in any way and I remember I sat yeah. there for about th- five hours painting this painting and I, I finished it and I was like oh my god I didn't think once about anything that was troubling me like I just focused on the painting that's what, mm. I, what, that, what I was doing yeah. so then I remember my dad saw the painting and he was obviously really gassed because he just he's my biggest fan honestly speaking <laughs> and he was no honestly and he was like you need to paint the fence that's he's the one who told me he was like you need to paint the fence no. and I, I remember thinking I was like I can't do it I was like I'm not gonna be able to do that like I'm gonna fail like I'm gonna fail and I remember I just put my headphones in and I just did this painting and I remember my friend um Irridge she told me she was like you need to record yourself she was like she showed me how to do it she told me how to do it and everything and I was like, um, all right, I, you know what? I'll just record it, whatever. And then I remember I put it on social media at the time thinking that obviously no one's going to care. Like, it's just, and I, honestly, I got so much from it. Like, it's just that thing in it. Like, the reality was at that time, I was actually at my lowest and I yeah. really, really was going through it really badly. Mm. And I just didn't. I, that, was a, that was a time where I had not eaten, like, I hadn't eaten for, I think, days. I hadn't eaten for days. And um, yeah, it was very, very crazy. And I think. That was another thing as well. I think that was during uh, Ramadan, actually. Um, oh, wow. Obviously, that was like... So you, I was fasting during the day. It was. It would come dinner time and I wouldn't eat. So I had literally... For days, I hadn't eaten literally a drop of food. And my my parents were obviously like, what the hell is this girl doing? But um, <laughs> it was just crazy. That's my point. Is that The point that I'm yeah. trying to make in all this is that you just don't know. Exactly. Also, it's important to take a, be- a break from social media because yeah. it can be a bit toxic and, like, too obsessive. Mm, exactly. Or kind of, like, you know, Shaz said, live in the moment. It's so about short in the moment if you're online. Exactly. And it's about short-term happiness. Every time you like a picture, mm. you're getting instant gratification. And I think we spoke about yeah. this in our last podcast yeah. about instant gratification and how you need to start doing things that you get, like, it's, it's a slow progression yeah. of gratification. So, for example, working out, you feel shit while you're doing it. After you finish working out, you feel so good. Or like, mm-hmm. even for example, when it, I, I did that painting, it took forever. And halfway through, like, do you remember the one that I did for my granddad, Shelly? And I was on FaceTime to you. She literally gave up halfway. She's like, I've messed this colour up, Shelly. I'm just, I'm just going to leave. I was like, no. I was yeah, like, yeah. it looks and amazing. Then, you just messed one colour up, you can change it. Like, like, thank God I did. Or even reading fine. a book. You know, at the time, it's such a long process and you don't like, understand so many things. And you're trying to take every, all this new information in. But once it finishes, you're like, wow, like, I just finished a book. Like, mm. what the hell? But yeah, so... Um, I think the one thing that I wanted to speak about was counselling. Obviously, like Emin mentioned, it can be quite mm-hmm. expensive. There's wait lists. You can, do, you can do it through the NHS. Um, but obviously, it's quite um, it's not really tailored to you specifically, mm. I, I found. So it's about yeah. what works for you. You know, if you can afford it, like I would obviously recommend therapy to any and everyone. I think it's an amazing thing. Um, if I said this, my brother heard me. He'd be like, what the hell? Why would you pay someone to listen to your problems? It's just a waste of money. <laughs> and you know he's 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 very much that type of person <laughs> but um it's just that sort of thing and it's what works for you so for, obviously for Emin it was makeup for me it was painting for some people it's reading for some people it's going yeah. on a walk it's whatever works for you um yeah. Shelly I don't know what about you what's your take on it I don't know um with me I like to stay busy like I don't like sitting and just thinking about my own thoughts like that like that does not work for me but 
for me like obviously I've, I've always not liked art like I've never been the arty type of person but I remember during one of the lockdowns like library you were like oh let's paint like let's paint uh and we did like had a little painting session and from there like painting has been a very big thing like I've been at least doing a painting a week also I really oh my enjoy God, writing journaling. like <laughs> literally journaling journaling is so important because I feel like with me, I like to sit there alone with my thoughts and I have like a little folder like at the back of my head where sometimes I open and read a couple of my thoughts. But with like writing or journaling or mm. whatever you call it, like it forces you to articulate how you feel. So when you write it down, you're genuinely writing down how you feel rather than just feeling it. And I think for me, that just takes a massive weight off my shoulders because then I start to realise, wait, I'm actually feeling like this, like it's not it's not what I thought it was okay what should I do now it's and just I, taking care of yourself it's really going through your thoughts it's sorting like organizing yourself decluttering all the unnecessary things you have in your head and I feel like that's what slowly got me through the first lockdown so as soon as the second and third lockdown came like yeah, I was, I was saying, able and it's, to manage if you're myself, overthinking right and if you're underthinking, read. But no, I completely agree. Journaling is a very, very good outlet. So obviously I understand therapy can be expensive yes, and it's not very accessible, especially with the NHS. There's such long waiting lists. Like it was the waiting list was already long before the pandemic. So imagine what they are like now. But yeah. there is for anyone out there, there's so many accessible free yeah. um online counseling for younger young the youngsters and the adults as well i know a couple i can just quickly mention is koof and the open door center they're they're online and everything's done online so you just fill out a questionnaire and then they send you any information back and moving forward how they can help you so there's things like online therapy there's so many influencers and therapists and people who are in the mental health profession now who are using their platforms to help other people by doing you know instagram lives and facebook lives and you know art therapy is quite a good one as well um and just sharing useful resources and information and another thing i was going to mention that as well as therapy there's also the complementary therapy so i'm not too sure if anyone knows of it any of these is acupuncture aromatherapy, massage, yoga, reflexology, meditation, mindfulness. These are very good things. And you can do these at home. YouTube is such a big platform. I use YouTube so much for yoga, mindfulness, meditation. And that's free and I can do that in my home or even outside. Yeah, And they're so beneficial. So I introduced meditation, mindfulness and yoga when the first lockdown happened. And those three things for me have been so important in my life and helped me get through what I've been going through. Just trying to make use of what's out there. So Mm -hmm. obviously, if you guys have any questions, we'll plug both of Shazia's and Emin's social media in the bio. When you talk Uh, about mental health, you can go on. Literally, honestly speaking. But um, I'm glad we got the opportunity to do this. And I honestly hope this touches someone. And I know it will because... I feel like we're all in the same sort of boat at the moment. 100%. And if you're listening, like, please share this to a friend that mm. you feel like needs to hear this. Because I know there is someone that we all know that will benefit from, yeah. from you know, a bunch of people just talking about mental health. Till next time, stay ready. That's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the DT Wave podcast brought to you by Spotify. Bye.